Is Leitner still <laughs> playing power forward for them? I, or did he retire? I think he retired. Yeah. Was Sprewell a T-Wolf when he choked his coach? No, he was a warrior. <laughs> he was a warrior. Yeah. PJ Carlissimo. And he deserved it. Or was he a Nick? No, Warriors. No, he's PJ warrior. Carlissimo. <laughs> yeah. you, you are, you're taking Sprewell's side? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> always had it coming. Side. Yeah. <laughs> it's always taking the play. <laughs> and by the way. <laughs> that coming from a coach. Tim, <laughs> Tim also <laughs> famously <laughs> takes OJ's side. Hey. <laughs> The glove don't fit. You can't quit. Because he takes the player's side. <laughs> they always. deserved it. They deserved He's it. a big OJ and Ray Carruth fan. <laughs> oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to America's number one depression podcast, the Backroads and Bonfires podcast. It's a dark day. Located in Alta, Iowa. Uh, the Minnesota Twins suck like always. They've ripped my heart out, peed all over it, and then kicked it into a fire. That's how I feel. Well, Very descriptive. Well, at least you're not being dramatic. <laughs> uh, I am your host, Adam Pedersen, um, giant Minnesota Twins fan, blackened heart going to take a lot to unblacken it joined by two lovely humans as always mr ryan burkhart the braves lost like 10 to 2 today yeah bad but day the good news is we have game four tomorrow yep. now i don't think it's going to go any differently because the phillies just seem bent on destroying us and we seem for the most part kind of okay with letting it happen although game two was an unbelievable comeback but I've, I feel like I'm 24 hours away from being in the headspace that you're in right now. <laughs> but but ultimately, I'm two years removed from a World Series title, so I'm still I'm still yeah. in the afterglow. I can't truly be mad at this Braves franchise because they gave me a World Series title two yep. years ago. Yeah. I feel like post-World Series win, I would still be acting like I am now because I guess I'm one of those people who can never truly be happy. Some someday, someday, <laughs> you're gonna feel the yeah. the joy of a World Series win. It here. will happen. Uh, well, if you haven't recognized it by now, that beautiful baritone here is the voice of Tim Galvin, back by popular demand, second appearance on the pod. Good to have you back, Timmy. Hey yo, <laughs> three more times, and he's in the five timers club. Yeah, ever since we did the last uh, podcast. I have started watching the Monday Night Wars documentary on Peacock. Oh, Can't I'm going to watch it again. I've been waking up at like four in the morning to watch it before I go like do stuff during the day because I just I want to get in like three episodes. It's I'm going to so watch good. it again. That'll get you juiced up for oh, the day too. It's so good. Get the blood going. I just finished the episode where they it was about the divas. I think it's like episode twelve. How the divas like helped take down the WCW because Vince McMahon was smarter with how to utilize women. Do you know how I know you just watched that episode? <laughs> Why? Because you texted me and Tim out of the blue about Jacqueline, the wrestler. And I was like, why is he texting us about Jacqueline? Like, out of nowhere. It's all coming together now. Yeah. Now I, now I see it. You telegraphed it there. Uh, well, before we get into the intro, I just want to say this episode is sponsored 
by Vista Paints. Sometimes we don't always love the Mustangs of New Fonda, but we do when they sponsor the pot. <laughs> Chad and T-Bone are proud. Well, T-Bone's probably a Newell Providence Panther, honestly. Yeah. T-Bone would have been a Newell a Providence Path Panther. Chad is Newell Fonda Mustang. Yep. And uh, I have... I was at Vista Paints today, putting some time in, mm-hmm. and nobody helps a customer like Tony. Mm-hmm. Tony can help any customer that comes to the door, and Chad too. Chad wasn't there today; he was busy with something else. But it's the customer service is really what you're at at what yep. you're after when you go to Vista Paints. They're going to help you out big time. You don't get customer service like that at uh, Walmart, at Walmart, Menards. Get no. out of here! And if you're in Vista Paints and you notice. An immaculately labeled paint can. That came from my hands. Ooh. The Picasso of labeling. <laughs> I'm getting pretty good at it. I like it. You I have ha- delicate hands. <laughs> I actually have a... Feel feel my hands. That's that's not delicate. No. That's, that's like 60 grit sandpaper right that there. That is a little rough. Now, you, on the other hand, that feels like about 240. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff's getting weird in <laughs> here. <right? laughs> hey, hey. Two dragons. <laughs> Two dragons. <laughs> actually have a, a proud Newell Fonda Mustang to shout out. Okay. Brady Bowie. Do it. Longtime listener, Loves former student. Let me know today that he's a big fan of the pod. And uh, we're going to talk a little football today. And Brady Bohe was quite a, uh, a football player back in the day. He could sling it around the yard a little bit. Yes, sir. He wasn't a mm-hmm. quarterback, but I, I have no doubt that if we needed him to mm-hmm. back then. I say we because I used to teach You coached. There. And he coached. I did not coach football there. Oh. That was out. I have no business being near a football field coaching. All right. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but it's going to be a lot of jet sweep and wide receiver under, which was my favorite play on Madden in college football. <laughs> it's it's funny how much Madden like prepares you to kind of coach because I used For to play real. a ton of Madden, yep. and then when you get to actually talk, you know, defenses, zone defense, and coverages, and different blitz, I mean. It relates. You know what's interesting is if Mario Cristobal had played more Madden. Oh, my word. He might have just taken a knee and won the game. <laughs> that like, is the worst coaching gaffe quite possibly of all time. Yeah. How do you not take a knee there? I, somebody, Unreal. Somebody recently on Twitter had a great tweet, and it, said, it was after this incident. They said, to in order to get a job at a D1 school coaching football, part of the interview should be you are handed a controller your team is up six with a minute 30 left, and they're just going to watch and see how you handle it. Mm-hmm. That should be like part of the interview process. And if you can't get through that, we're not even going to talk about you being a coach at the Some school. coach pulls up four verts. <laughs> Let's go, go for it, baby. Go home. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's hop into some intro thoughts. Do you guys ever think about, speaking of bonfires here on this podcast, do you guys ever think about the bonfires that... Uh, Dom Toretto and like Andy Dufresne, Jason Bourne, and Doug McRae are having on that island that they all escaped to to go live the dream after they got away with all their millions of dollars. Those guys are probably all on the same island just living the dream together. That would be classic. Don't you think? Just all those guys together. Yeah. Every night they're having a fire, sipping a Mai Tai. No, Dom Dom Toretto is definitely sipping a Corona (laughs) with like. In a weird way, he he's weird drinking it on the movies. Yeah. He like holds it right by the top and just yeah. does some slap. Hey, do back. your do your uh, do your red impression from Shawshank. <laughs> my, oh, uh, <laughs> Andy Dufresne, <laughs> and I just wanted to see my friend Andy Dufresne. 
Okay, now I'll do my Dom Toretto. Okay. <laughs> it's all about family. One last job. <laughs> Which we've heard like 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about, yeah, it's always family and yeah. one last job. Oh, man. Good times. And I one, bet those guys one mile at a time. Is that the deal? One, I live my life a quarter a mile. Quarter mile. Also, dual, another thought I had here, dual bachelor bachelorette parties. Worst idea ever or worst idea? What ever? is it? What is that? When a couple that's getting married decides that they're going to have one of them wants to have the bachelor and the bachelorette party together what? Like at the same time in the same location. That's not a thing. Nope, nope. You hear no, I hear about these all the time like in they're just it's just disaster waiting to happen. And I'm not even saying like don't do it so you can like go out and make bad decisions, but you just don't do it cuz something stupid will happen with the Boys and the girls, maybe someone have too many drinks and start saying dumb things. You're going to ruin the whole, yeah, whole yeah, experience. No I want to no. hear about your guys' bachelor parties. What was your What was yours like? I played uh, paintball in the morning. And then from there, we went to the softball field and played a little softball home run derby. And then from there, we grilled steaks. And I remember we played board games the rest of the night. Uh, I wasn't invited. That's rude. Nothing crazy. Yeah. We did know each other, but we didn't. I Wait, don't, I don't actually think we knew each other. We didn't, but it's still rude that you didn't invite me. <laughs> I'm still pissed, it was fun. I'm still pissed about it. <laughs> it was fun, and I did win the home run derby. It's a good time. I bet they let you win because probably was day. Probably. Timmy, what was yours like? I, You know, we just went down to Des Moines. It was pretty low-key. Um, went to the Prairie Meadows. and mm-hmm. you bet, Did you bet horses. on the ponies? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Love that. Went gambling a little bit, you know, lost some money, and then you got was, to. That was it. I mean, mine wasn't much of a bachelor party. So I got married in northern Minnesota, where my wife's from. Like, I'm not from there. My friends aren't from there. And, like, because I got married in college, like, your high school friends are still very much a part of your life, but you also have college friends. And so, like, they're in two different worlds. So, really, the only time it worked to have the bachelor party was like the night before I got married. And it was very low key. It was like poker, hanging out in a, ball like one of the conference rooms at the hotel there was some food mm-hmm. it wasn't any sort of big blowout like my brother's was like an all-day golf thing mine was i didn't, it almost feels like i didn't really have one i remember at uh at chad's proud sponsor of this podcast chad buckle isn't that where we met bachelor was party. bucky's yeah i remember i accused his brother of cheating at paintball at his bachelor you party. accused brett because he i think he was cheating and you I still think that oh i had to let him know he was cheating I shot him like four times and he wouldn't go out. I remember playing. <laughs> that was the first time I ever really played paintball. And Good times. It's an adrenaline rush because you don't want to get shot. Yeah. Nah. But if you do, it ain't the end of the world. A little sting. We yeah. used to play it quite a bit in high school. Like yeah, in, I loved uh, it. Buddy's Grove, you know, that lived out on farm. Yep. Playing the Grove. And best time to do it. Trees and oh. The best. If I were to have a bachelor party now, it would definitely involve like complex nerdy board games and none of my friends would have fun being there. I would. Okay. You would. <laughs> Uh, I do remember, speaking of gambling, me and some buddies went to one in Sioux City. We took a limo from here to Sioux City. Hard Rock didn't exist yet, so we went to the boat mm-hmm. in Sioux City and gambled and hung out for the day and then brought the limo back. We ended up at a buddy's farm. They had tore down a garage and were building a new one, and the hole where the garage was was still there. And we ended up in an old van tearing around, and one of my buddies drove straight into that hole. And Yikes. I was sitting in someone's car, and all of a sudden I see headlights shining straight up in the air. 
And I go running over, and this van is straight up and down. And there's only one seat, the driver's seat. There's a bunch of scrap metal in there because they were scrapping out demo cars. And so there's a pile of my friends laying in, like, shards of metal at the back of this van. <laughs> and my buddy's sitting in the driver's seat laughing. And it's straight up and down. We had to go back the next day with tractors and pull it out. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> it was something. <laughs> it was something, to say the least. I went to my buddy Lyle. When Lyle got married... It was the first like destination bachelor party I did, and we went to Chicago. We went to Cubs Cardinals in September in the middle of a pennant race, which was exciting because I got to go to Wrigley and see a Cubs game. Um, it was, I mean, it was fun. I had bronchial pneumonia. Ooh, and Tough. I was the best man, so like I didn't feel like I could back out. And not to put Lyle on blast, his sister was with us mm-hmm. because she was a groomsman. Like, she wasn't a bridesmaid. Mm. Can't be having it. Maybe his sister was the best Bachelor man. Bachelorette parties got to be same sex only. She was she was actually, she's pretty cool. We went to high school together. But I remember thinking, like, it's all us guys and Jill. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, though. And, like, I've never been friends with people who, like, get nuts at a bachelor party. Yeah. Um, I do have a funny bachelor party story of my brother, though. Please share. So my oldest brother got married when I was in, like... A freshman in high school or something and i'm a groomsman and my brother has the bachelor party at our house okay and an iowa state football player was actually there because we were playing college football in the basement and it was like hey you're playing yourself in this game that's cool is it darren davis no <laughs> it's kevin durande he was a oh. defensive lineman but he was a starter and my brother was friends with them they just went to breakfast at the same time at iowa state and just started sitting together <laughs> they didn't know each other until then <laughs> so anyway all of us are in the basement playing college football, shooting pool. There's there's beer. I'm not drinking it, obviously. I'm drinking Mountain Dew. But my grandpa, my dad, and my dad's buddy are upstairs. And my grandpa, who was like, at this point, like 87 years old, was thoroughly convinced we were watching stag films in the basement. <laughs> and he was thoroughly convinced my dad's whole job that night oh was to keep him gosh. upstairs. And he's like, oh, I know what you're watching down there. And my dad's like, my dad's like laughing. He's like, Virgil, they're not watching stag films in the basement. Oh, I know what's going on. And my dad's like, my 15-year-old kid's down there. It's in, it's my house. And oh, no, I know. You're keeping me up here, keeping me away from it. And oh, that was like the funniest thing is I don't, to this day, I don't know if my grandpa was pulling my dad's leg, but that was like the thing I remember most is he's like, you can go down there and look. No, 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 I won't go down there. <laughs> They're watching them girls in the bikinis down there. Like it's like a reel to reel film, like, <laughs> you know, because my grandpa was born in 1913. That's a, I mean, he was literally born in 1913. So. You probably thought it was film. That's, that's old school. That's great. School, like elementary. You know, yeah. you used to have the films that you have to yeah. actually watch. Are we the reels. same? Are you older? Are you older than me? I'm 40. And I'm th- I'll be 37 next month. And you're the same age as me. Mm-hmm. Like we had films in elementary school. Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember them. Yep. The little tape hanging off. And then you'd have to feed it back in and hit the rewind and yep. just watch it. And drag. sometimes you'd be like pumped if the teacher let you be the one to feed the film through. But also super bummer when you hear that and you know it's over. You're like, dang it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I held up my first girl's hand during film time in like. You dug you. I think it would have been third or fourth grade. Man. We were watching a film. The classes always got to go together for that. 
And it wasn't until the very end of the film. Our hands were like quarter of an inch away from each other the whole time. One of those things where you keep looking down. Both both of our hand. hands were like, we put our chairs next to each other. And like the whole time we just wanted to hold hands, but we were so terrified. And then I remember like. You can picture it so vividly. It was like, <laughs> it was obvious that I think I kept looking back because you could see how much was left on the reel. And I was like, it's, it's now or never, man. And I like grabbed her hand and then she was like super pumped. And then I was like, dang it. Why did I do this the whole time? It was awesome. And you get and then, done and just so sweaty. Yeah. And then first recess, you uh, ask her to, to go out. And then by second recess, you break out. Yep. Yeah. By second recess, <laughs> your old news, something the happened. The highs and lows of elementary school. Yeah. You had that third grade Riz. <laughs> I was the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> she was just hold- <laughs> she was just holding you down back then. I mean, yeah. Nikki, you're better things. Nikki, good gal. Good gal. Married a Braves fan. So she obviously has a type. Yep. <laughs> uh, to circle back, if you're someone who thinks you need to go do your dual parties, uh, you're wrong. You need to you need to get right in the head. You have no self awareness. Stop that. This seems like a. I don't. I'm still not convinced this is real. I oh, it's I've real. heard of this. There's no way I would ever do. No this. way. Even if it's like nothing bad happens, it just right. what, it would just make it less fun. Guys will end up being idiots yes. and then the girls someone will end up crying and then people end up feeling bad mm-hmm. about it and it'll be and a then, disaster and then like the bride to be is going to be like judging the friends of her future husband potentially saying like, i didn't know you guys were like this and i married a child and it's like guys just like to be dumb when they're together just let it be yeah. get out of here shenanigans i heard uh travis kelsey and taylor swift were thinking about doing this here can you imagine does that <sighs> seem like it's wasn't she wearing a shirt at a recent concert that said, who's Travis Kelsey anyway? I like, know. I think she's like having fun with it. So not as good as George Kittle's shirt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what did it say again? <laughs> F, uh, Dallas. F Dallas. Oh, that's right. Yep. That's right. God. I don't think some Dallas fans. I don't think they like that. No. Good they said for the Georgia NFL boy. is considering finding him. I don't even know why it's a consideration. That does not seem like the kind of thing the NFL would ever be okay with. No, they're only okay with. Uh, I'm not going to say it. Never I don't mind. think. Kittle would care though. No, fine. they yeah. said the fine was going to be like ten thousand and something. Yeah. Chubbies would probably pay for it. Here you go, buddy. Who's Chubbies? Uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a clothing brand that sponsors George oh, Kittle. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you heard of them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I, I was in Florida, I only wear Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> so I, <laughs> Calvin Klein over here. <laughs> I've seen Chubbies ads on Instagram, and I'm like, those shorts are kind of nice. I like those. And so when I'm in Florida, we go to a mall. In the mall was every like name brands like clothing thing you don't see around here. They had so they had a chubby store in person. I was so excited. I picked out like 14 things, went to try on all the three X's. Wouldn't even fit me in fourth grade. Just a just disappointing. A, just a store full of chubbies. Just yep, store full of chubbies. I uh, can you imagine? I told you I yesterday. <laughs> I bought you something. It's Wait, not it? here yet. It's supposed to be here tomorrow, mm. I think. It's an article of clothing, and I think you're going to love it. If it's a Max Kepler shirt, I'm wiping with it and burning <laughs> it. <laughs> it's a shirt that says, Max Kepler is clutch. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I'm not going to tell you what it is. But when I saw it, I was like, "There's this is like they sat in a marketing meeting and said, what can we create specifically for one customer named Adam Patterson in Alta, Iowa? And this was the item. And I said, I've got to get this for my guy. I'm very excited. Yeah. Can't wait. We'll review it on the podcast next week. Okay. Boom. 
Um, you got any thoughts over there? Yeah, I do. Berkey Ball Tacomos? Yeah, let me. I, you, you know I keep that I thing know on. You I keep that thing on me. And also, if you have something that you need to share, too. Okay, there, first of all, okay. have you guys heard of the Avril Lavigne conspiracy theory? About what? No. Oh, you haven't heard this? Um, that she died and the new girl is a total like body double that Avril Lavigne died years ago. Why they, do people they, come up with they these even things? Have, they even have like... They have this girl's like real name that they think it is. And there's all these pictures like before and after. This is like a legit internet conspiracy theory. There are people out there who really believe Avril Lavigne is dead. How does this get started? I don't know. but People just get bored and they make up things. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be something that's out there like Tupac? Or, okay. You know, do it, do it on would. your phone right now. Can you please go to your browser and just type Avril Lavigne. Can't have, mine. have Tim do it. Just type Avril Lavigne conspiracy and tell me what comes up. Like something had to have happened to whoever started this conspiracy. It's, some, it's somebody analyzing a picture way too much and being like, yeah. oh, the arch of her nose is slightly, oh, it's a total And fake. honestly, like pictures just sometimes look You crappy. know how much they've talked about Melania's body double. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't believe any of these conspiracy theories, but no. the Avril Lavigne one has like real traction to where they have the girl's name that they think she is. Good grief. Tim, do you know how to type on an no, iPhone? I don't. Okay. I keep on. This is like wa- this. watching Tim type is like watching a oh. newborn baby horse learn to walk. <laughs> <laughs> we can, it's okay. We can cut this right, dead time. Avril Lavigne conspiracy theory. Why fans think Avril Lavigne died and was replaced by a clone named Melissa? Yeah, Melissa. That's like, the- <laughs> this is so stupid because if someone dies, they're not. Like people aren't going to be like, okay, we somehow got to cover this up. No, there's too no. much money to be made, Adam. They had to keep her alive. You know oh, the royalties on Skater Boy. <laughs> She's a cash cow. She, she was was she married to a guy from Good Charlotte? No, no, no. Or- she was married to Derek Wibley from Some Forty One. Okay, and then she married Chad Kroger of Nickelback. She basically just marries Canadian lead singers of bands, and she's divorced them both. Good Charlotte, I she, think was oh Christina Aguilera. Didn't if she, I remember right? No, no, no. That's uh, Cameron Simpson? Diaz. Cameron Diaz this, is married to that. Ah, to there we go. Joel Madden, I think it is. Oh, it wasn't one of the Simpsons. Hillary Simpsons. Duff was married no. to the other Madden. Benji, John, Benji Madden. Okay, <laughs> John, John Madden, Joe Madden. No, no, no. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Cameron Diaz <laughs> is still married to one of the Maddens, and Hillary Duff is divorced from one. And Hillary Duff is Adam's dream girl, but I need to, I need to riz her up. What I was hmm. saying is Avril Lavigne. I feel like was recently linked with like like a crazy story, like Tyga the rapper or something like that. I was like, what Avril Lavigne dating Tyga or something? Stupid. I mean, if you got a name Tyga, okay. So <laughs> Avril Lavigne conspiracy <laughs> theory. I'm gonna there. make a I'm gonna make a bold statement right now. Uh-huh. If I ever find a way to get Hillary Duff to marry me. I don't think I could ever get mad at a Twins game ever again. I'd be so happy. Well, she's currently married, so you should not be rooting. No, she's for getting her. divorced again. Yeah, like like a month ago, like rumored she's getting divorced. She's back on the market. Now's the time to strike, right, Adam? It's now or never. Our children would be beautiful. She is like the it girl of our like Woo! secretly from our generation. She turned out the best. Oh, hands down. Yeah, it's Hillary, and then it's a long gap, and then it's Raven Simone. What? I was trying to make a joke. Jennifer Love Hewitt, I thought. I thought <laughs> no, you were a big J- it's JLH. JLH. It's JLH all day. Okay, next thing. I recently purchased Wrangler underwear. Really nice. Boxer briefs. Wrangler makes good underwear. Like wa- the rodeo brand? Country Western brand Wrangler? Yes. Nice. Like, uh, they. I highly recommend. 
I'm a big pair of thieves guy. They're Love denim. Them. They're denim underwear. Are they really Yikes. tight? Like the jeans, just like in the yes, and they have pockets. Region? They have pockets. That is the opposite of moisture wicking. No, I'm kidding. They they do, just a swamp down. Yeah, they do uh, bad on a hot day. They do make good <laughs> underwear. Uh, next thing, they come with cornstarch lining. One of my, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to plow right through that. <laughs> One of my biggest pet peeves on social media etiquette: somebody posts something saying so we did a thing and it's oh, like I hate that. they bought a house or so i did a thing and they Freaking got it, hate it they so got much. a tattoo or they got a dog like stop it it's played out it's not 2012 stop saying so we did a thing and it's a picture of you in front of the sold sign on a house like just be like hey we bought a house we're pretty pumped mm-hmm. end of post like I saw it the other day and I was like, how is anybody still writing this crap? And then I post a picture saying, so I did a thing. And it's me standing in front of their house while it's in flames. <laughs> That's what I think about that. That's like total left eye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. A TLC reference. Uh, that was a Andre Risen reference. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember, do you remember right. how the fire started? Uh, she threw... All his shoes in the tub in the and lit tub, him on fire. Lit him on fire. I wow. was a big Andre Risen fan at, at that time. Well, I was a big behind the music fan. That's how I learned that story. <laughs> that is unhealthy. Adam, yeah, she I'm, did the thing you just said you were going to do. How are you saying it's unhealthy, you dork? Because I'm not like, going to do it to uh, someone I'm dating. I think he ended the relationship <laughs> after that. Um. Yeah, that's a stage five clinger. <laughs> <laughs> And then as soon as all those clothes, shoes are on fire, be like, I'm sorry, will you please love me? Something like that. Psycho. Probably made a couple killer songs after yeah. that. Mm-hmm. No no scrubs. Um, <laughs> hey, Andre Risen was no scrub. No, Andre Bad Moon Risen was legit. I, yeah, I, was legit. Say, I had a football card that said like Bad Moon Risen. Or was Dude, that a, was was that a Chris Moon. Berman reference? Played for the Chiefs. Wasn't it, Wait, wait. Wasn't his nickname the Spider-Man? Bad Moon Risen was given to him, I believe, by Tony Gonzalez. Uh, that sounds like more of a Chris Berman. I feel like Could ba- Andre I feel like Bad, Bad Moon, Moon Rising was earlier on in his career. Yeah, there's okay. no way. There's no way Tony Gonzalez gave him that nickname. All right, I'm wrong. <laughs> it's it's a Chris Berman. Yeah, just like <laughs> what, what would it be? Um, Neil O'Donnell hands it off to Barry Bananas Foster. That was what he always called Barry Foster. I miss Boomer Chris Berman. He was good stuff. Rumbling, stumbling, fumbling, bumbling. What? What? <laughs> what? Whoop. Him him calling home run derbies was like the seventh ring of hell. <laughs> yes. Back, 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 It's like, buddy, there's going to be about 274 homers tonight. If I have to hear this on every single one, I'm going to go insane. <laughs> the <laughs> Okay, was that Berman or Vince McMahon? Uh, Nobody circles the wagons like the G-Man. <laughs> Teach, teach. Always oh, Tom Jackson. Oh my, Derek! God. You can drive my car. You ever listen to the "Pardon My Take" guys on uh, oh Monday God. morning when they yes. when they do the boomers? Fastest two minutes, <laughs> even though it takes like what? ten minutes. What? They make the noise. Whoop. Oh, it's so great. You know what, Tim? <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> okay, wait. I have more thoughts here. Yes, so stop saying we did a thing. Also. You guys ever been in a Zoom meeting where they stick you in a Zoom breakout room? What? You get digitally sent to like a side room with a smaller number of people 
and you're supposed to like have a conversation. I get. I've stuck never in heard this. of any of this. Well, you you don't have to be in train <laughs> training. I do not go in Zoom meetings. And then it's like there's three of you in there, and then you're supposed to like report back to the bigger room. I do not enjoy a Zoom breakout room, not at all. I recently saw a video of somebody cutting a pomegranate, and I want nothing to do with that fruit, nor do I understand how you eat it. It just looks like a ball of seeds when you cut it open. Like, yeah, it's kind of it, there isn't even like a flesh. Like, you know how an orange has like like a there's yeah, it's it's like gooey looking almost. Or uh, who's eating describe. pomegranates? It, it's I don't made. Know. Uh, it's it's good for like smoothies and stuff. Like, oh, it's a strawberry kiwi pomegranate seltzer water. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, so all of it tastes like hairspray? Like, no thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw someone, I saw a meme once that said, LaCroix tastes like your cubicle neighbor next door just put perfume on. <laughs> or LaCroix tastes like... I thought that was hilarious. LaCroix tastes like if TV fuzz had like a slight strawberry flavor. Yeah, for some reason at church, where they load up all the pops in the fridge, they put a section of like flavored carbonated waters... I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this brand. And I tried a lime one Sunday night, and it was piss. <laughs> Straight piss. It was horrible. I've tried it one time. Gross. Because my uncle used to drink it quite a bit. Yeah, and not good. it was terrible. Not good at all. Yeah. Some people are, like, really into LaCroix. Like, it's their personality. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> too bland. Too. It's almost like a bitter no. bitterness. I'm good just drinking water. My buds don't like it. Nope. <laughs> it's no bud of your buds. No. <laughs> Not a bud. All right. Uh, I have one last thought before we get started. It is simply that the best single bite of food on earth is a piece of medium rare ribeye that has some fat connected to it. It's the single greatest bite of food. On Next earth. time you're eating one of those, can you take a picture of it and just post so I did a thing? <laughs> and it's just you eating <laughs> yes. ribeye? Dude, ribeye is the best cut of steak, in my opinion. And fat is flavor, baby. If you get a piece that has fat on it, Oh my goodness! See, we're I, going to have I'm, I'm not a fat. I'm I'm not oh, a big a, eater of the fat. That's I, why you look like you and I look like me. <laughs> I just you should see my plate before I like when I sit down and start trimming. Oh my gosh! I half the steak's gone. You know, You're the type of person I want to eat with though. That I'm like, excuse me. Yeah, I'd scrape be totally it all over that. my plate. Yeah. Oh. Take whatever you want. <laughs> fat is flavor. I um. Mm-mm-mm. That's yeah. why I've always wanted to try wagyu. Isn't the fat like really marbled in? On a Wagyu? Yes, you'll look at uh, Wagyu, and it'll just be all in there. There's no, like, fat cap like how mine have it. Yeah. It's just straight up in there, all blended in. All up in there. That sounds good. Oh, dude, there's a uh, Hinton, Iowa, has a Wagyu farmer, and I found their website once. I kind of want to buy some stuff. What's? what's, Maybe we have a little Backroads and Bonfire steak feed. Is a Wagyu a type of cow? Yes. What? Why do I feel like it always comes from Japan? It's a certain breed. That's where they originated. It's okay. so a certain breed. Originally, they originated there, and then they, part of the way they were raised was like the altitude. Somehow that affected their body and like the grass they fed on. But now you can have the breed of them here. Are they very and big? And you had to feed them a certain feed. Uh, they're, I mean, they're a little bit bigger than mine, a little more stout. Mm. But uh, the ones here aren't like hardcore, legit, legit Wagyu like in Japan. But they're good. <laughs> Supposedly. I've, never had one. I've never had like a buffalo steak. Or a, Ooh, I have. Or... I've had a bison. I'm kind of fascinated by, I guess, bison's the correct term. I just think they're interesting animals. And at one point, there was like three point something million of them mm-hmm. on the plains. And I just want to know. I wish I could go back in time, be standing on a nearby hill 
when a herd of 10,000 goes running by. I bet the be ground amazing? just shakes. It's got to be incredible. I bet the sound would be awesome. That's a great segue to what I was going to say. Um, I think the reason that they get so aggressive sometimes in Yellowstone and some of these videos you see is because they're mad about what happened to their ancestors. So nice little reminder here. If you go to Yellowstone or the Black Hills or something, don't be an idiot. Stay in your vehicle, stupid. I'm seeing way too many gore videos lately. My, it's pissing me off. These people walking up to the buffalo, then just getting smoked. My wife knows somebody who was killed by a buffalo. Like they had a, they had like one on their farm, and I guess it tough it break. went after her when she was in the pen. Dang, I think wow. it happened a long time ago. But my wife, like it happened in her hometown. I saw a video. I want to see one up close. Like I don't want to touch it. Go to Black Hills. You drive right through Custer Park, and they're just walking. They just around. get out and pet it, and they're cute. All right, are you guys ready for the meat mm. of this episode? Mm. Hey, that's a good one. That's ay, puppy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for the for uh, our first meaty topic here, we're gonna do a fictional quarterback draft. There's been a lot of legends that have graced the big screen or your TV screens, and uh, we're gonna draft them here. I'll be interested to see how you guys choose what we what we value. Is it talent? Is it grit? Is it that never say die attitude? I'm excited. That indefinable quality. Yeah. How do we want to decide who's going first here? And we're going to snake draft it. Who who went first in the wrestling draft? I feel like it was Tim. I think I went first. Timmy boy. Yeah. Adam, I feel you? like you never get to go first. Oh, I don't care. I'm the host. Okay. Then I will go first. Go for it. I really am torn because I don't know who you... I don't even have a feel for who you guys might pick. I didn't even rank mine in the order I like. I should probably start looking at this. All right. Screw it. <gasps> We're going Jonathan Moxon. John Moxon. That was actually probably my number one. He, I think, is every bit as good as Lance Harbor. Mm-hmm. He's smarter than Lance Harbor. And he had Moxie. And he had the guts to take on Bud Kilmer, which I think he had greater leadership qualities than Lance Harbor. Now, I'm not dissing Lance Harbor. I think Lance Harbor is a fine player. I just think Mox, if Harbor's not there, Mox is is easily getting recruited at the same level. He's having the same success. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mox, was a, he's a guy who stood up for the right things. He didn't just say, well, this is how we do it. You know, he he, he was his own man. He didn't just fall he, into this is the Texas football, so we do things this he way. He also was a visionary with the oop-de-oop. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was drawing up some stuff that was way ahead of its time, yep. if you think about and it. And one of the all-time great movie callbacks. When he misses the can on his dad's face and hits him in the nose, but then later in the game hits the mascot in the nose, mm-hmm. and his dad realizes, "Oh, he did that on purpose." His dad, he actually does have good aim. His and, dad laughed, and then all of a sudden stopped laughing. And, like, and t- felt like, yeah, yep. Yep. it's a good callback. He, I like that he one. He was not. I think his only downfall is I don't know how much he actually cared about football. You mm-hmm. know, like, but on some level, he stayed out through senior year. It is true. Knowing he wasn't gonna play, just yeah, he would read. What was what was Ma- the book? He would read some. Was it Shakespeare or something? Maybe or was it was line? it like Kurt Vonnegut or something? Yeah. But <laughs> I think I think deep down he liked it because remember when he got interviewed after the game, he's like, "Yeah, I just got to thank God." Yeah, like he kind of was reveling in being the guy. Yep. Yeah. I think I think he liked it more than he wanted us to let on. Turned down a whipcream bikini. Yeah. Can you believe that? You yeah. know what I always remember is when he hits his dad in the face. Right before that, his dad's like, fire that pig skin or whatever. And his mom goes, come on, Johnny, you can do it. I just like always remembered that. The way she said it, it was so unhinged. 
I hate to undercut my own case, but Mox taking that group out the night before the big game. Bad leadership. That was that. On one hand, it's a heck of a team building opportunity, but he did not get them ready to play. And he only took like four guys, right? Yeah. Not the whole team. The yeah, most important the whole four team. guys. I think it was in the script that he only take the four. Oh, <laughs> oh it was playing that way. Yeah. I have fond memories of Varsity Blues because it was like the first time ever kind of like really pushing the envelope movie I watched as a kid. I was hanging out at a buddy's place and his parents and another group of parents like went out for dinner and like went and hung out for the night. And we were like, I don't know, 11 or 12. And it was sitting there. We were like, we got to watch it. Mm-hmm. And we watched it and just had the best time ever watching Varsity Blues. Such an amazing movie. Oh, if you want to know, like, Sweeter. a classic oh, Ryan, I read the book Varsity Blues in middle school. You know, they basically turned it into um, a movie. A movie. And, and well, they I think the book came out yeah. after the movie. But we had to have, like, free reading. And so I, uh, I used that book and read it. There you go. All right, Tim. Your first pick, pal. Um, I'm going to pick the quarterback from my favorite football movie, Any Given Sunday, and go with Ooh, Steven Willie. That was good. That was Willie. the other one I was, yeah. I was torn between. Um, he That movie kind of came out at the same time that – do you guys remember Aaron Brooks? Yes. Oh, yeah. Quarterback for the Saints. Yeah. 100%. So I would, used to play with the Saints all the time, and Aaron Brooks was my running pet slash long quarterback. Beeman was just a man. I mean, he was, he was like, marketable. Yeah, he was. A young guy that ran he, around, puked on the he, field. Once he got over the nerves, man, he was like uh, right-handed Michael Vick. Yeah. Um, he was out there making awesome. plays. I'd like to liken him more of a Cordell Stewart at that time. But he was the future. Yeah. Was was Beeman lefty like Vick? No, right. I don't think so. Okay. That's why I just said right-handed Michael Vick. Yeah. But he was he – was, <laughs> Sorry. He was he was big enough that he was going to go play quarterback for uh, D'Amato's new franchise team at yep. the end there. He was leaving uh, Miami Sharks yep. and it's going to go. Because were they bringing back Cap? Was that what they were going to no, do? I'm not. I don't remember I for sure. Cap was he was retiring. retiring. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yep. But that's Such my favorite movie. football movie. And oh, my gosh. It's so good, dude. Yeah. Al Pacino gives some all-time speeches. Oh, yeah. My favorite part of that, <sighs> that movie is when uh, – Oh, cool! Jay stands up in the locker room and raises his hand with him, and coach, I didn't want you to be the only <laughs> something with your hand raised. You know that was oh, didn't God, LT make his acting today. debut in that movie? <laughs> Wasn't LT the the linebacker oh, that yeah. was all messed up? His name was Shark. Yeah, no, he was a running back. I think it was. Yeah, he was a linebacker. No, he was a linebacker. Oh, yep. he was. Yep. All right. Do you remember what other movie LT makes his acting in their football movie? Waterboy. Water I think Waterboy. Oh wow! Because. Because Bobby Boucher rambles that LT stands up in front of the kids. Which brings me to my next point. Don't smoke crack. (laughs) All right. My first one. Man, this is tough. I do get two in a row, though. I got to go with a guy who has the form. He took Ohio State to the Sugar Bowl. And he came in. Craig Krenzel? He came in right when the the league needed him. And that's Mr. Shane Falco. That's a good one. Dang it. I need to reveal something. You've never seen The Replacements? I've never seen The Replacements. Oh, it is so good. You can catch it on TBS like every weekend. Dude, it's freaking good. Is it on right after Grown Ups every (laughs) single day of the week? I have another Ohio State callback if we get to it that I'll mention. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So uh, my number two pick is 
this this guy defines grit. He's an underdog. No one's going to outwork him. He didn't get phased. Ultimate team player. Wouldn't argue with the coach if they put someone ahead of him or maybe thought, you're not the best guy right now for the spot. And that is my boy, Mr. Matt Saracen, quarterback of Frick. What's that town in Texas called? Friday Night Lights. No. Perman? Uh, isn't that? Isn't it's it? not. It's the TV show, um, not the movie. Oh, so no. it's not the actual I can't remember. One. I see. I've never really watched a TV show. Me neither. I, I had, wasn't a huge. I had fan the book by Buzz Bissinger. Dude, I had the, the TV. Book up. The TV show is freaking incredible. Is oh, so I'm guessing the TV show doesn't have Booby Miles as the running back. No, nope. okay, man. That oh man, that TV show. Drew, uh, Matt Saracen is like uh, he reminds me of Drew Brees. <laughs> Just a birthmark undersized, on the face? undersized dog. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> Got traded. Yeah, by the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your second pick there, Timmy. Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Heisman hopeful Joe Kane. Oh, that was on my list. Um, that was going to be my next pick. Great quarterback. Uh, goes into, what, his junior junior year with yep. uh, big hopes. You know, unfortunately falls to a little bout of alcoholism that yep. supposedly reigned in the family. So overcame it. Is it? You know, came back. And, yeah. Let him to a win. That's, That's actually my favorite. You know who's you know who in our school is going to love that pick, Coach Peck and Shack. Yep, That's yep. my all time favorite and football movie. Love it so much. And our boy TJ would have loved that pick. Yeah, he TJ loved he that. Yeah. Dude, the pro- oh, man, the year so that I good. helped out with the Alta Rio football team on the way to away games, I would just get such a kick out of like um, Peck and Schaefer just basically quoting that entire movie. It was so funny. Oh, me and uh, my senior year, me and my buddies started like picking out like four quotes from it, and we would just say it to the other team's O line during the game when we were on defense. And so my buddy Jared's at middle linebacker, and he's like looking at their quarterback, going, You poop up, damn ever. I'm coming for you. Just <laughs> screaming it right at me. And they're like, Oh my gosh, are we doing this? Oh, yeah. Coach Beck sometimes gets going, you know, during uh, practice, you know, talking about it. And, gosh, oh my gosh, weird. it gets me fired up to. Just want to go out there and rip someone. The scene with Lattimore in the weight room when he's all roided up, he gets done doing the power clean. He throws it down. His body's like gyrating. He's so roided out. <laughs> Doesn't he headbutt the back window of a car? Yes, such a good movie. And he was he was in any given Sunday too, right? Mm-hmm. He was uh, a yeah. He? He's the guy that went to the bathroom and the guy he got stuck that was holding the yeah. IV and oh. going to the bathroom. I used to remember his name, but I don't remember that. They just go like. Anymore. Every time they're filming a football movie, like we need a psycho defensive player. Hey, call that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. it. That's the guy. Yeah. Okay. Is he, it got, my pick? he got typecast. I think. I think he could have showed up. Pigeonholed. In some romantic comedies. Yeah, oh, for know, sure. But he could have sure. been the lead, and you've got mail. If someone would have given him the chance. Yeah. <laughs> he in the some, Meg Ryan part. He had acting chops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> you get the next two. Okay, the next two. I think my next two are actually related. I think they could be father and son. Mm-hmm. I'm taking. I know who you're I'm taking Junior Floyd, you son of a from Little Giants, and I'm taking Randall Pink Floyd from Days and Confused. I think that's the lineage there. Freaking Randall! I think Randall Pink Floyd ended up living in. Uh, Urbania, Ohio. <laughs> I guess Junior this is Floyd. A, this is a great like. It checks out because Junior Floyd's dad's not around, and Randall Pink Floyd was never going to settle down. But this is a great. Uh, uh, what do they call it? 
window screen window. sliding door there moment. we go sliding door moment but if you watch if you watch the way junior floyd throws the toilet paper in the grocery <laughs> store in that scene and then you sync it up with the way randall floyd throws the keys to wooderson you can tell there's a genetic link there the release points the same the elbow spirals the same and because randall pink floyd was a texas high school legend I mean, the guy th- was going to throw for 2,000 yards his senior year. That's unheard yeah, of in no, high school football. Um, and he was so good that the coaches were going out of their way to make sure he signed the pledge because they knew they needed him to go to state. And as Benny told him in the truck, it ain't just your life you're screwing up, Pink. It's all of us. Like You can tell how good he is. It makes sense that his son has that, li- that quarterback, that lineage <laughs> – and Junior Floyd is going to lead the Little Giants to, to victory. Um, so I think that's the best father-son duo in fictional sports history. It's quite the take. This is yeah. a uh, real conspiracy podcast here <laughs> yes, today <it> <laughs> between the Avril Levine and the, the Floyds. <laughs> I, actually, I think, yeah, Patty Floyd grew up in Urbania. We see her as a child, but we never see Junior's dad, and that's because Randall Pink Floyd, he went to, I think it was Cincinnati, for that uh, Ted Nugent concert, Where's our, where was that's Urbania where they hooked again? up? Ohio, Ohio. That's where they hooked up, and then he was out of the picture. She has Junior. Yeah, this is all rest of history. Yep. Me, Burke, and Tom did a. Uh, I think we were trying fictional to sports hall of fame. The fictional sports hall of fame, and Burke had the most detailed argument for Randall Pink feel, Floyd. I and me like and Tom I heard that. Oh, I, me and Tom went, were just saying no. I went and way. actually researched. Who won the state title in in the fall of 1976 in like the largest Texas class? <laughs> and then that dude came nowhere near throwing 2,000 yards. And I did like a whole like I was looking on Ancestry.com at legit Texas high school yearbooks in re- reading game logs. I came so prepared, and you guys were just like, no. Like I put all my heart and soul into this argument. No. Yep. No. Mm. I was so pissed. <laughs> uh, and not as pissed as I was about that stupid freaking golden retriever. <laughs> we put we put Air Bud in the Hall of Fame, and Adam was furious. Oh, I hated it so much. Bunch of trash. I never watched any of those movies. How have movies. you not seen MVP Same. Most Valuable Pup? <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen it. The guy was a football, basketball, volleyball, and I think soccer star. I oh don't think gosh. he played baseball. I think that would be... Well, the idea of a dog playing baseball is just ridiculous on the surface alone. Yeah, but not the other sports. No, the other ones are totally believable. You ever watch uh, the Puppy Bowl on like Super Bowl <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday? The yes. Puppy Bowl. Oh god, that's uh, great. We it only watch the Clydesdale Bowl in our house. <laughs> My buddy Wyatt um, is a he's like a tour manager. He works with in the music industry, and he him and his band were doing a concert before the Super Bowl like two years ago. Wait, does he manage Creed? Uh, no, oh. formerly with Scott Stapp, um, and uh, and he said he said that he noticed like they got done they were talking to someone he noticed out of the corner of his eye uh, Guy Fieri was over there by the puppies from the Puppy Bowl the mayor of Flavortown the mayor and so he said he got to have like the greatest moment of his life because Guy Fieri is like me and like me and my buddy Wyatt the only person we would get starstruck by is Guy Fieri. We love him so much. And then he said after he met Guy Fieri, he got to go in and like play with the puppies from the Puppy Bowl and hold them and everything. And I was like, that's kind of iconic because the Puppy Bowl is a big deal. I, I don't, I don't like watching it. 
but it's a big deal. So did you select the quarterback of the Puppy Bowl as on your team? <laughs> well. <laughs> All right, so that was my two picks, Randall, Floyd. By the way, we're doing five? Let's do five each. So my pick. next pick, I was I was worried this guy was going to go first round because um, mm-hmm. we all know this man has a cannon. Uncle Rico. <laughs> yes, I Oh, did. no. Uncle Rico. I knew Rico. it. He was on my list. Son and I don't know gun. what his coach's issue was with him because if you ever watch Napoleon Dynamite, you can tell <laughs> that dude can sling the ball. Yep. 50 bucks is like, I'm throw this football over that there yeah. mountain. And if anybody <laughs> can do that, I mean, sign him up. Yep. Sign him up. One of my most favorite movie scenes of all time is when he, the kid's riding by on the bike and he whips <laughs> that thing. He's just he's just working on his. Yeah. He was Mahomes before yeah. Mahomes. He was working oh, on the sidearm and just. I mean, oh, he's a, he would have been unreal state champs. Yep. They would have been state champs in what eighty five. Yep, eighty five. I mean, just give him a chance. Uncle Rico and the Bears. Good lord, uh, and he looks like he could have some wheels too. You know, oh, no doubt about it, and tough kind of got. Got that look like he could take some licks. He oh. could take some shots. I'm sure he had that mustache since yeah. he was like eight. He <laughs> did have some questionable ethics. That's all right. That's what it takes to win. The movie put on Starla was not good. Yeah. All right. I need some swag on my team. I, I, I feel like I just got good, wholesome dudes. I need some swag. I need a little edge in my team. So I'm going with Alex Moran, the quarterback of uh, Blue Mountain State. Oh, <laughs> university or whatever they were called. That guy knew how to go out and party all night long, just be completely rambunctious, and then go light it up and just smoke people. Alex Brand was a stud. All right. Did you guys ever watch that show in college? No. I have not watched it. Oh, I've man. heard it was good. I, I need to go watch One season, summer, and it was awesome. I need to go watch Summer Catch. I've never seen Summer Catch, which I, is kind of surprising. Is that Freddie Prince Jr.? And Jessica Biel. Dude. It's a great movie. It's kind of corny, but I love it. I need to see it. It's an all-time movie Cape for me. Cape Cod League. I love those like summer baseball movies. They're the best. Have you seen Everybody Wants Some? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So good. Man, that's... Oh, Pretty good gosh. baseball scenes. It is. Okay. All right. My next pick, number four. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. How many rounds are left? Um, after this, I will have one more. You guys have two more still. Okay. I'm going with... I'm going with Johnny Utah. Mm. He took my next one. Wait, is that Ooh. point blank? Yep. Another mm. fellow. Is he a quarterback or he just plays on the beach? He was a quarterback. And oh, okay. you want to know what he did? He took Ohio State to the Rose Bowl. It means he won the Big Ten. What is it with Keanu Reeves and Ohio State? Big deal. I don't know. But that guy took Ohio State to the Rose Bowl, meaning he won the conference. The Sugar Bowl, Falco, he didn't win the Big Ten. So, he, But I still thought Falco... Long term, a little bit better than Utah. Hmm. Utah well, can surf, though, man. That's true. And that what takes was, an athlete. That what takes was Falco's court. fatal flaw? Was he an alcoholic? Or what was he? Um, he he, he couldn't win the big games. Didn't he? No, he, yeah, I, I thought think, he had some trouble. So the, the bowl game that they lost, the footsteps, mm-hmm. he took to- so many sacks, I think, that he just kind of lost his confidence mm, and well, never okay. got anywhere. Okay. He kind of gave up. He kind of gave up. Yep. On it. Then old Gene Hackman goes, finds him on a boat or something working. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, what, was his job scrubbing bottoms, cleaning bottoms of yeah. boats or yeah. something like that? Gross. <laughs> oh, all righty. Timmy, number oh four, pal. Um, Somebody go, get quarterbacks. Uh, Paul Blake. 
Oh, necessary oh, roughness. Man, I love that movie. Necessary roughness. Sorry. Yes. Necessary. He was on my list, too. Scott Bakula. Yep. How about that movie opening up? Isn't he throwing a football on the field? Yeah, dude. Oh. That movie is incredible. Doesn't it feature Kathy Ireland? Yeah, she's a kicker. Who I, was like the, one honest. of the it girl of the 90s and then like just kind of disappears. Yeah. I, like I, my random memory of that movie is just sitting like Indian style on my parents' shag carpet when I was a kid watching it with them. I think I tried to watch it recently. I might have Love that movie. I, I think he was going to end up like a good GM too because didn't mm-hmm. he do like a lot of the going out and finding guys oh, and yeah. recruiting and – is yeah. there is there a scene in that movie where it's raining a lot, or is that the program? No, it's the oh. necessary roughness. It's necessary roughness. Okay, just a straight mud fest. Yeah. Yep. And Sinbad, Sinbad was on it. Mm-hmm. Both way player was yeah, Jason. Was, was Jason big. Bateman a receiver in that movie? I think he was. I think Bateman was a receiver. <sighs> I do not know uh, that. Could have been. Is that is that movie a comedy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The green and what are they? Green and white. Yep. Green yeah. and white. Man, Texas State. Texas. State. I think it's Texas State. Scotty Bakula. Yep. Oh, yeah, because they have the big win uh, over Texas, right? Yes. They beat yep. Texas. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Okay. Back in the Quantum Leap days. Right? <laughs> quantum Leap. <laughs> yes. I feel like that movie, that show is always on along with uh, Highway to Heaven with Michael Landon. Okay. Your last two. Make it count. I'm taking somebody who was a number one draft pick. <gasps> Mr. Frank Cushman. Frank Cushman. <laughs> Highly sought after uh, player to be signed. I don't know much about his career, but if he's going number Did one he end overall, up being a bust. Well, NFL Network ended up as a joke doing a like a Sports Century type profile on him, and they actually had people like Terrell Davis sit down and interview because the story they came up with was that Cushman backed up Elway for two years while they won the Super Bowl, and then like took over the team in 1999 and his career ended after one year because of like turf toe or something like they like made a joke out of it. But I I think that's apocryphal. I don't think that's part of the Frank Cushman legend. I just know the guy went number one overall. Yeah. Which says something in a stacked draft. So I think he should be in the fictional sports QB Hall of Fame. There you go. All right. Yeah. I dig it. One and he has a cool his, nickname, the Kush. Was his dad kind of a jerk? His dad was definitely. Was, his dad was boy, like a, a a forerunner to the Lavar Ball. Yeah, He's, his dad's <laughs> like the Lavar Ball of nineties. He, he kind of did a lot of the negotiating, right? Kush yeah. was just like talk to my dad about everything, yeah. or whatever. He ended up going with Bob Sugar, uh, <laughs> and not mistake. Jerry Maguire. Complete mistake. Go but, with Jerry. But at the time, it made sense. Jerry was spiraling. True, but Jerry knows how to rebound. He does. That movie's so freaking corny, and it's good still, but it's you, corny. You had me at hello. That's one of the dumbest movie lines of all time. The human head weighs eight pounds. <laughs> and then when they're screaming, show me the money, it, like, goes, it goes too far, and it's kind of weird. Didn't dude. Cuba Gooding Jr. win an Oscar for that movie? Yeah. Dude, Jonathan Lipnicki. That's a great. He, that's an all-time role. I like that in Jerry Maguire. Anyway, you got one more. Oh, okay. Your final pick or of the fiction. Will we get to rattle off a couple draft. honorable mentions? Sure. Okay. Then I'm going to go with another Texas high school legend. Don't do it. Someone that helped Elma, Texas win a state title. All right. We're safe. Mr. Sheriff Tom Palmer from the movie The Big Green. <laughs> they made a billboard. They made a billboard about this guy. So you know he's good. 
Oh, I love but it. to bring a state title to little or little old Elma, Texas, that tells you what kind of the caliber caliber player that Sheriff town, Tom Palmer was, aka Deputy Dog, as that, they called him in that movie. That was like Elm. I feel like Elma, Texas, in that movie was like what Palmer is now. Well, we had like Palmer had all the state titles back in the day, and now that town is like nothing. They do have a post office. It's a little bit. <laughs> That's about it. I, I'm getting more Verina vibes from oh. Elma. All right. Did Fair. you know that? <laughs> Don't you do it. Sean Michael's grandma's from Verina. Michael Sean Hickenbottom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. <laughs> is that true? You never heard that before? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Tim, what's your last pick, pal? Uh, Paul Crew been picked yet? Nope. He's available. I'll take him. Paul t- I think I have. Why do I, I not I recognize his name? Solid. Longest Yard. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Burt Reynolds. Wait, Burt Reynolds was, was the same character? Yeah, both? he okay. was the original. And that actually makes sense because Burt Reynolds played football in college. I think so. Mm-hmm. At Florida State, mm-hmm. I think. So that makes sense. I... You know, the Adam Sandler one's good. It's funny. Nelly's I just can't buy Adam Sandler as like this no. quarterback. Do you think do you think we could go one more round? That was when Sandler I think we need to I go could. one more. I think there's one more out there for me. Well, you could just say it in your honorable mention if you no, want. No, no. I this man deserves to be drafted. So <laughs> okay. I, we gotta see. We'll go it. one more. Um Paul Crew, yeah, I think that was the point where Sandler was so big he could just make any movie yeah. he wanted. Do whatever. But the Sandler version the beginning beginning of that movie, all time throwing straight gas, looking beautiful, Courtney Cox. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I knew you were going there. Whoa, Tracy well, Morgan kind of made that movie, right? You know, yeah, with the cheer, <laughs> is a cheerleader. Yes, Tracy <laughs> Morgan. Chris Rock is in it, and uh, Tim Nelly. Galvin. You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, my I guess I'll have two more picks. Then we're doing one more round. My fifth pick is going to be Mr. Holy moly. I'm going to go with, I need some athleticism back here. I'm going with Rev from uh, um, Holy Frick. Remember the Titans. There it is. Remember the Titans. Rev comes in when they need some athleticism. Good leadership. He was really like kind of the main galvanizer on that team. He Mm. kept the vibes high. Always had a Bible verse singing. I loved Rev. And then after him, my boy, Mike Winchell from Friday Night Lights, the movie. Okay, you that have a guy, thing for yep. Friday Night Lights. That guy was tough, and he was good. Yep. Also, just always looked very unhappy. He had a real great home life, right? Is that- no, his home life was bad. Yeah. I think he lived with his mom who was dying. His grandma kind of took care of him. His bad deal. Yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah, poor guy. And Matt Saracen also bad home life in the TV show Friday Night Lights. So theme there. Did did he have a dad who said Washington? Washington. Washington. <laughs> that's usually uh, an I don't indicator. Think either really had a dad in the picture. Oh, so sorry. That's how you overcome. <laughs> that's how you overcome. Uh, all right, you got one more, I guess, Tim. If you can think of one. Okay, um, I'm gonna go with. I watched this movie a while back for some reason. Joe Kingman. Wow. Help me out. Uh, the game plan. The Rock. The Rock. Yep. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah. 
That's a good movie. And The Rock is humongous. Yeah. The biggest quarterback that's ever lived, probably. And, and again, fo- real football player. Yep. The Rock? Yeah, he played at Miami. I know that, dummy. Oh. I'm still talking. Well, you acted like no you ties to Verina. <laughs> no ties. No ties. I heard that his great know. aunt was from Nemaha. <laughs> the Rock says, "Did you guys know that Val Venus's stepdad's from Sulphur Springs?" <laughs> that and he used to walk out of Hello, the bar and go, "Hello, Hello okay." No, what I was gonna Springs. say, <laughs> and he'd stand there. And- what I was gonna say was, I didn't realize The Rock played a quarterback in a movie. Yeah, he yeah. does. He does not have the body of a quarterback. No, The Rock has been in. T- I just think two football movies: that and Gridiron Gang. I think those were his two. And then, um, you, have you ever watched an HBO show Ballers? Uh yes, I have. That's two a good show. two seasons, I think. Yes. Yeah, so he's been in that too. Yep, yeah, he was a big agent. That is there. a good show. Yeah. Okay. All right, Burke, who's your this this big pick well, you wanted to have? I was delighted that you took Rev because I'm taking Sunshine Ronnie Bass. Ronnie, I was debating, because but I wanted more He athlete. is five times the quarterback Rev is. Rev Rev's holding the fort down, but there's a ceiling on how good the Titans can be with Rev at quarterback. Yeah. And Ronnie Bass, I think, raises that ceiling. Rev is who you're putting in if you got a good squad around him. Rev's a game manager. Yeah. He's not going to blow he's the Bra- game for you. He's Brockburg. But he's not going to make the passes that Ronnie Bass can make. I mm-hmm. think Ronnie's Ronnie's going to be able to get you some yards downfield for sure. Ronnie's Trevor Lawrence. And Rev is uh, – this is not a slight at, at Brock Purdy, but it's, I think he's like kind of like a Brock Purdy. Doesn't make mistakes. Makes good throws. Doesn't make mistakes. Who's, yeah. uh, who's the receivers in that movie? Is Julian a receiver? Or is no, he only Julius, a Julius, or is, Julius, Julius, and um, what's his nuts? Isn't that one white guy a receiver, and then he takes himself out? No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. Julius and what's the what's the other main guy's name? Gary Bertier. Yeah, they're both on the defensive they're sides. In, mm-hmm. They're left no, side, strong side. Yeah, they're both yeah, on yeah. defense together. Yep. Gosling yeah. is a DB. He's a oh, D-back. And he gets yep. burned and takes himself out. Mm-hmm. Wasn't wasn't the racist kid a, a receiver? The, the short racist kid yes, that gets mad the blonde, at Bertier. Yeah, and then he comes around. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which, yes. I don't know why that guy had a chip on his shoulder, because that guy that guy was not a yak monster. His yards nope. after catch was minimal. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Bertier is the second best character that man has ever played behind Opie Winston from Sons <laughs> of Anarchy. The great, yeah. one of the all-time great characters. That's my favorite show of all time. You know time. who probably that was? was I love that it. last Opie scene, too. Dude, was, oof, ripped my heart out almost as much as the twins have. Did he get hemorrhoids? He mm, No. He went out. I'm guessing he died. In a savage way. Um, savage. I think Tweeter had a lot of yak. Yeah. Oh, dude. Tweeter was like the original West. Uh, no, like more like Julian Edelman, I'd say. Yes. Yeah. Tweeter had much more Julian Edelman yeah. in him. Than a, lot of, he, a lot of yak and a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sealing cop cars. Yep. Tweeter's one of the best hangs, I think, of all out time. there. Of all time. You guys got some honorable mentions? Uh, the only ones that didn't get picked that were on my list were Lance Harbor. Lance Harbor was on my list. Who was going mm-hmm. to Florida State before everything happened there, and he had a super supportive dad. Um, sarcasm. I don't. He, he had to be at least a four star, if not a five star. Oh, I'd say, yeah. I mean, I'd say probably four star. Any. Probably ended up pretty good. Yeah, then he ended up, he was going to coach, going to coach. He, he ended up coaching Wait, at the he, end. Yeah, he took over Canaan High, right? But, West Canaan High? No. But remember, 
when uh, Mox was talking to was it Allie Larder? Is that the, is that mm-hmm. the actress's name? Mm-hmm. And after Lance tore up his knee, and she got, she said something like, "He's just going to end up coaching JV football." Like she made it sound like that was what was going to happen to him. But I think the movie really hinted at there was a coaching career there for Harbor because he mm-hmm. had the headset on at the mm-hmm. end and was yep. was directing. I think he called Sp- Spider Y two Banana at the end. <laughs> Gosh, and also uh, uh, Jason Street, who was the quarterback, the the starting quarterback, big time recruit, was going to go play. I can't remember. I think at the University of Texas to start the TV show of uh, Friday Night Lights. Horrible. Can you be done with Friday Night Lights? Horrible (laughs) on-field collision ends up paralyzed. You have can never play football. You you have picked players from every iteration of that IP. Well, all some of the most iconic quarterbacks ever from there. Do you have any honorable mentions, Tim? Um, the one that really came to my mind, and I, after doing a little research, just like, oh, yeah, because mm-hmm. this was forever, and I watch it, but Flash Gordon. Yeah. Flash uh, Gordon. What was that movie? Um, I, I, wasn't it just called Flash Gordon? Uh, yeah, I think it was Flash Gordon, yeah. yeah. Who am I? No, I'm thinking of, uh, who was that? That 80s? was a baseball player. Who was that, that 80s Brat Pack kid? Uh, he was in all the movies back in the day. Michael Anthony Michael Hall. Michael. Yeah, he played. Uh, a, oh, yeah, well, he played yeah. a quarterback. Johnny B. Good. Yeah, yep. Johnny and, B. Good. And Johnny B. Good. And he, went, he like went to like the University. Oh, of I should I should have looked that up more to be a quarterback. Yeah, I had down as my honorable mentions Nelson Muntz from The Simpsons <laughs> in the episode from season nine entitled <laughs> Bart Starr. Nelson oh is super God. good. I think he smokes cigs. Um, <laughs> He gets like Bart. <laughs> I think Bart loses his starting Bart spot to him. Up with this stuff. And then Wiggum has to arrest him at the end, so that Bart. I think he gets arrested for ripping heaters, <laughs> and then Bart goes back in and wins the big game. But I was going to put Bart, but then really, if Nelson doesn't get arrested, Bart never comes back in the picture, and Nelson mm. literally uses Bart as a human shield and just stiff arms opponents with Bart's bot- lifeless body. <laughs> like Nelson's on a whole nother level than those kids out there. One of my buddies did that to me, uh, Jared Garrison, bit of a psychopath, great running back. Um, he, We would run 88 superpower, and I would be the pulling tackle, and I would just start laying people out, and he would just get behind me and like push me around, and then I'd like run into the last guy and fall over, and he'd like run past me for a touchdown. A little double wing action. Yeah, when we were eighth grade, no joke, we had like 35 touchdowns running that play with him, <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just out there bowling balling people. Um, my last honorable mention was Rick Sanford, which is James Vanderbeek's character in the movie Angus. Now he's a total jerk, uh, yep. Angus Bethune, but he can ball out. Yeah, Angus was one of his uh, linemen. James Vanderbeek. Now was he typecast yeah. as a quarterback? Um, <laughs> he played so many quarterbacks. That what two, a guy twice. Yeah, I couldn't. It's watch not so that many movie. if it's only two. That movie's so good. Like. It was good, but what, that little Troy squeak Troy gets his arm broken by the dude, yeah. right? Like that's that, heartbreaking. That movie me. actually like, has some tear jerking moments. The yeah. grandpa dies. I just had a thought. We should do a Mount Rushmore of all time sad movie moments. <laughs> well, number one, without question, Simon Birch. Yes, Simon Birch. The only just movie kills you. Well, one, one of the only movies that's ever made me cry real tears. Yeah, horrible. When he accidentally kills his friend's mom, it's the saddest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Did you have any honorable mentions? Well, I, I mentioned Flash Gordon. Yeah, but was there any here's, others? Here's another one um, that I had written down. A.C. Slater. Wasn't he quarterback? Was at he? Bayside? I only remember him as a wrestler. 
Was he the quarterback or was – no, wait, Zach didn't play football. I think Slater was the quarterback. I think he was, yeah. And he's known for wrestling because, you know, Iowa. Yeah, he's going to be, yeah. be a four-time but, All-American in Iowa. <laughs> I remember, remember he used to walk around with his he, he had football a jersey on. Jersey on. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he was quarterback. I think he and might be honest. He was quarterback. Right. They had I think I remember awesome. more they like had to be good. six yeah. or something. Yeah, he was probably one of the top ten players in California. Oh, was for it sh- for sure? Yeah. Was Was Stan Marsh the quarterback of the team in South Park? <laughs> I do not remember <laughs> that episode. Is so good. Pip Pip doesn't have a helmet. He has to play without a helmet. And Chef is their coach. And Pip says, "Um, do you think I could have one of the helmets?" And Chef goes, "But then another kid wouldn't have a helmet, Pip, and that wouldn't be fair to them, would it?" <laughs> <laughs> and then like at the end of the game they score a touchdown and I'm pretty sure you think they like won the big game but instead the kids are running around yelling we we beat the point spread because yeah. <laughs> it was like a 50 point spread or something and they're just so pumped about beating the point spread um, Dude, those shows great writing yeah. alright well that was exciting you want to know what's more exciting fall season and spooktober Spooky season. I love spooky season with all my heart, with every fiber of my being, even my taste buds. I love it so much. Um, so we are going to list. It's going to be like a, a combination of Spooktober slash our 90s quick hitter. We're each going to list our top five 90s teen horror films. But before we get to that, I have to get this off my chest. I think it is so dumb in scary movies when someone like wants to report a murder or they heard something coming from somewhere. There's a disturbance. So they call the cop and they always go by into some obscure building or out in the woods or something. They always go by themselves. It pisses me off. Why are we not going with a partner or with backup or something? They always go by themselves. So if there's a killer, they're waiting for them. They can take them out and they never, there's no one else there to even to try to stop the killer or see it happen and get him in trouble. I hate so much that they always go by themselves. Bothers me. And it's like, do they not have neighbors? Because there's always a commotion happening. Somebody screaming and all the other houses are just no lights. Yep. Like, is everyone just sleeping all the time? Everyone's like, like, ah, whatever. They'll figure it out. Jeez. Bothers me so much. Neighborhood watch or something? I know. I feel like that wouldn't help in an Elta. I feel like we'd have each other's back. Could be wrong, though. You never know. But freaking cult, go out there with a friend for crying out loud. I was just watching a, one of my favorite shows, Big Sky, last uh, spring, I think, or early summer or something when it was on. And these two women investigators are always going to try to like get clues about a case or spy on someone. And they're always going out in the middle of the woods in Montana by themselves. Something bad always happens. Why are you splitting up? Stop it. Or like, why are you going back into a house yes. where it's very constricting? It reminds me of what's there's a commercial now that's out and it, I think it's an insurance commercial and they're being chased by like somebody with a chainsaw and mm-hmm. they're like, Hey, should we jump in that running car? And so yeah. it's like, are you crazy? Let's go hide behind these. Let's go hide where all like know, the chainsaws knives, and, yeah. Yeah, and the knives are hanging. <laughs> I think, it's so dumb. I think they do that in movies because in the script it says they're supposed to. Shut up. <laughs> Duh. Never thought about that. Yeah. Well, Scary Movie spoofed all that stuff. Like, yeah. oh, we should go see what that sound is in the woods where we know the killer is probably lurking. <laughs> and instead of run outside away from the killer, I'm going to run upstairs in my house and then get trapped. And hide <sighs> under a bed. Grab yep. my strong hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I had to get that off my chest. 
I'll start this off. I'm going to list my top five 90s teen horror films. Number one, an all-time iconic classic, Scream. It's corny now when you watch it back and stuff, but in the moment when I was young and watching it, man, I loved that movie. The death at the beginning is pretty gruesome. Oh, yeah. It's the garage door, right? No. Drew Barrymore's character. She's hanging by a tree. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I thought someone got killed by a garage door. I, huh, I don't remember that that happened in some yeah. yeah no 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 that did happen I don't like Drew Barrymore she annoys me cool um <laughs> I thought that movie was so gutsy and that they put Drew Barrymore on all the posters and then they killed her in the first five yeah, minutes which yeah. I think was a marketing genius because everyone was yeah. like you gotta go see this movie they killed Drew Barrymore in the first five minutes yep. yeah because she was a big star back then I mean she yeah mm-hmm. you get rid of her right away she was she was a big star wasn't she like jorgen's morgan bargain from wayne's world she's a receptionist in wayne's yes. world wayne's she world is. 2 i think it is yeah um after that i know you did last summer the movie where i fell in love with jennifer Love Hewitt forever and always uh was she in party of five yeah yes her and nev campbell yep. party of five okay dude in i know you did last okay I've spoiled two things recently, so uh, spoiler alert. I'm about ready to spoil something from the 1997 classic I know what you did last summer. So um, if you haven't seen this movie from 20, yeah. what, seven years ago, yes, go I've, rent it at the video store. Yeah. I, have, I have recently spoiled two endings of TV shows, and my I've had three friends get very pissed at me. Um, all-time scary scene to me was when the boyfriend... Dr- dives into the water to go get the crown back and then as he's trying to grab it the freaking uh guy underwater opens his eyes and stares at him and he rips the crown away and swims back up out of the water mm. Woo! freak me out uh number three for me the faculty the faculty 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 how do you say that yep. dude that movie that movie Is was that katie holmes all the mm, i don't remember no. she's in it Gosh, it's got a good I cast. Think it's Katie Holmes. All the teachers are like she's in a different one. Yeah, all the teachers are just crazies and such a good movie. Usher's in that one. <laughs> yeah, he is. Usher, that it's got a really acting good, debut. Maybe? It's got a really good cast, but I can't remember. Oh, all Elijah, I think Elijah Wood. You know, what I think the one I'm thinking of is Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Oh, yep, that's a good movie. I thought maybe you were thinking True. just disturbing behavior. That's my next one. Oh, really? Yeah, disturbing that. behavior. That's right. She is in disturbing behavior. Jordana Brewster. Okay. Disturbing behavior is so good. And then Josh Hart. Selma Hayek is in The Faculty? Bro. She bats a thousand all day, every day. <laughs> um, I love Selma Hayek. Uh, and then my fifth one after Disturbing Behavior is normally I don't count these, but since this one is based around terrorizing a bunch of teens, Halloween H2O 20 years later, when it's Josh Hartnett, uh, I don't remember who the rest of the people are, but. Katie Holmes is in teaching Mrs. the Tingle. Halloween series movies, especially the one that came out. Was it last year or was it two years ago when Jamie Lee Curtis is enough is enough. I have to kill Michael. Ooh, it's a banger. It's like about time, right? Yeah, like, it's about freaking time. You guys waited 19 times. <sighs> I love that movie. And guess what? He doesn't die. So nope. how you can, you can chop him up into 47 pieces and he's somehow going to live. Yeah. Superhuman. Do you think the guy who plays like, uh, Jason and Michael, the people that play them get paid well because you never actually see them and they never talk. I wonder if they get paid good in those movies. It's just a random thought I have. That's, that's a good question. Yeah, because yeah, it. But like, they're kind of like 
the most important person in the movie, I feel like a little bit. Yeah. So they're the star. Yeah. They're, no one knows it. Burke, you got a top five? Um, I know you're not a huge horror movie guy. What about or just our, comments? What on about our patron Saint Devin Sawa in the movie Idle Hands? It's a good movie. That's kind of a scary movie. 90s was just ripe with horror movies. Yeah, I wasn't a big horror movie guy. I'll be honest with you. I, within the last couple of years, actually what made myself watch like the original Friday the 13th. And I think I watched Halloween, the one that just came out on Peacock like last year. Mm -hmm. I just was like, you know what? You're 36 years old. You can watch this because as a kid, I was so scared of scary movies. I have an idea. The first one I watched was Scream, but it was on Fox. Like it was on network television. So it was pretty edited. But I did see like 10 minutes of Chainsaw Massacre once. I tried to watch the first 10 minutes of Saw. I just don't like being scared. This Friday night, we're not going to be able to do anything. It's going to be rainy. Let's watch The Conjuring together. What's that? It is the scariest movie of all time. What what year is it from? Uh, The first one's from 2013, I think. I think there's been two of them now is all. Dude, they freak me out. Okay. Because it's like the paranormal stuff, like like devilish stuff that could actually happen. <laughs> we'll figure but it paranormal out. activity, kind of the same thing. We yeah. went to that in the movie theater. Dude, and that holy! Oh, God, we were talking like, today at school. The paranormal you stuff and me, is what freaks me out. During the fire drill, Tim and I were talking about the Blair, Blair movies, Witch Project. I love and enjoy. They don't freak me out. Like I'll have some jump moments, but hey, I'm just over par- here having a conversation with myself. <laughs> I'm hearing you because I was in that conversation yeah, earlier. <laughs> we were talking Blair Witch Project. <laughs> oh, that movie's so dumb. 1999. Why? Why do you say that? No, it's just I, it wasn't it, dumb it, at the it time. Didn't scare me. It was a hit. But I just thought it was kind of weird and lame. It didn't scare me. I'm not trying to sound like a tough guy. It just didn't scare me. Well, you are a tough guy, <laughs> Mr. Lame. I remember being all excited to watch it and just being kind of let down. At the end? At, yeah, just at, especially at the end. Oh, but kind of through the whole thing. I when I was like, like I don't know. early high school, my friends and I watched The Ring. Mm-hmm. And we watched it at like 10 a.m. in the middle of the day, and it still kind of freaked me out. Mm-hmm. It? I remember my first experience watching It with a buddy. The Tim, the Tim Curry one? Yeah. It, it It's so campy. Yeah. Oh. oh, actually, you want to talk about scary movie Chucky. from the 90s. No, Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, this actually did kind of freak me out. I'm not Ernest P. Whirl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Yes, the paranormal, man. That stuff freaks me out. The slasher stuff I just enjoy. Yeah, because the first paranormal, I don't know if they were all like this, but the first one was all the cam, the like the home cameras. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were. That's they what made it feel like. like oh, dude, the hair, real. all my hairs on my body would stand up. I'd have goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think most of mine you listed already. Yeah, uh, I had disturbing behavior and whatnot, and I also had uh, Urban Legend on it. Dude, Urban Legend. Ooh, I remember that. Uh, Jeepers Creepers. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Did you guys Jeepers ever see Jeepers. that movie, The Relic? Yeah. That was like a museum, right? And there's yeah. like this creepy. I remember Urban Legend was like all the talk for like a solid two months between like everyone in my class. We were all talking about Urban Legend there. <laughs> that came out. That movie was freaky mm-hmm. for sure. Gosh, what about um, so much. Cause it was all the stuff that you had heard. I mean, yep. obviously urban all legends. That's what it was. Brought to life. Yeah. That's what was scary about it. It's yep. like, Oh, wasn't there a really scary freaking, movie called to me. the Candyman? Yes. Yeah. Wasn't that movie scary? 
you say his name five times in a mirror. Yeah. And he shows up. They just redid that. They uh, say the same thing about ago. Henry Winkler. You say his name five <laughs> times in the mirror. Well, Henry mama Winkler. don't know. Henry Winkler. <laughs> I love fall so much. I love scary movies. It's just the best. That's all I got, boys. Whenever Adam doesn't know how to transition or end a segment, he usually just goes, ah, good times. Yeah, I need to get better. I need to become a better podcast, though, so I'm going to try to make this a reality. You need to be elite. Well, I'm going to work on it. Ah, good times, boys. (laughs) 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 All right. Hey, we would be remiss if we didn't mention our wonderful sponsors. Yeah, we better shout them out one more time. Vista Paints in Storm Lake, Iowa on West Milwaukee Avenue. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a great establishment run by two fine Americans, Chad and Tony Buckholtz. It's going to be the time of year where you want to do an indoor project. You know, you're going to have relatives coming over for the for Thanksgiving, for Christmas. You're not going to want your mother-in-law in the house without a fresh coat of paint on the walls. Get that place looking nice. Make sure nobody can come in and critique you. Yep. And uh, it's a good time to maybe put that accent wall in that you've been thinking about. Maybe strip those floors, redo them with some varnish mm-hmm. that you get at uh, Vista Paints. Maybe get some uh, marine varnish. Whatever you do, though, do not paint your cabinet 27 times like Tom did. Yeah. Go in and ask for help so that T-Bone can tell you the right product to use. Tim's looks confused. <laughs> Tom told a story like two time, two podcasts ago of going into Vista Paints and saying, I think I'm doing something wrong because I've taken like six gallons to paint one set of cupboards. And Tony's like... <laughs> Yeah, you're not using the right stuff. <laughs> Let me help you out. Yeah. Uh, thanks for uh, uh, to you and Tom. Thanks for putting up with me during the baseball playoffs. Yeah, Adam. It's been a roller coaster of emotions. I'm kind of. My other friends are used to it. You're just. This is like your first experience with it. I, I'm a little bit glad the twins are out because the emotional roller coaster of your text was a lot to handle. Tim, he would like text <laughs> us. Time for some positivity, boys. Twins are going to win. We're going to force game five. Here we go. Like two minutes into the game. I hope this entire stadium implodes and we never have to watch another <laughs> Twins game in my entire life. It's a journey with I me. mean, that's all by choice anyways, I and feel then, like. Yes, it is. And then he'll say, that's enough negativity. We're going to turn this thing around. We're going to score five runs like here. Here we go. Hot, hot. If we get it done, beers in Tommy's driveway. Five seconds later, you get a tweet. Max Kepler is a terrible human being, and I hope he never has success again in this life. It's like, okay, Adam, we're just we. I'm getting whiplash from following your moods in this game. That's how it goes. That's what sports to do. Yeah, it's the passion, the passion, <laughs> the pageantry, the love of sport. I criticize you, but I go through a similar range of emotions. I just don't text. Mm. I won't say what Adam texted today in the group chat re- involving the twins. But I think I just responded with, good God. Like, what he said was so insane. Do you need to talk to somebody? He needs to. No, I just I get it out to them, and then I'm good. Have you ever seen the opening scene of Almost Heroes with Chris Farley? No. He is being dragged to the gallows to be hung, and this lady stops him in the crowd as he's being taken to the gallows and says, I hope Satan himself burns the flesh from your miserable bones. And Farley just stops dead in his tracks and goes, good God, lady. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. funny. And that was kind of what I was channeling when I texted you. I'm telling you, the twins, I like them more than all of my other sports teams by a mile. And it just breaks my freaking heart that their season's over. Check out the podcast. If you're it's I don't have to tell you if you're listening right now. 
tell your friends. Share the Backroads and Bonfires podcast. It's a great time. Uh, we have a lot of fun making it. I hope you guys have a lot of fun making it. It's a blast. Go, yeah. okay, use the code Backroads and Bonfires on HelloFresh yeah. to get 10% off your first order. <laughs> yeah. Psych, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, uh, it's, I got nothing. Uh, tell your friends, check out the YouTube, uh, watch our shorts on the social media, Facebook, Instagram, to see a little snippet of what it looks like when we film these and laugh along with us. And just have a good time. I think you need to tell at least two of your friends or Adam's going to come find you and give you a snake bite on your arm. Mm-hmm. And I mean it, too. Ouchies. That would be... Ah! <laughs> hot, hot! seen that picture that circulated social media where there's a group of guys in the corner of the bar and no joke the jerseys they're wearing are oj simpson ray caruth ray lewis and aaron hernandez (laughs) and somebody goes i found the corner of the bar i'm going to avoid (laughs) the mount rushmore of bad people it almost makes me wonder if that was like a joke like we're all gonna get these jerseys we're gonna go to a bar and we're gonna hang out so just it was halloween I went to a Braves game in 2016, and there was a guy there wearing a John Rocker jersey, and I was like, wow, that's a bold statement <laughs> yeah, to wear a John Rocker jersey. Holy cow. <laughs>